You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. Good day to you. Uh, I hope you're having a good day so far. So, the book is finally out. If you you may not have heard yet, you might have heard yet, depending on the timing of when you hear this podcast. But if it is out by the time you listen to this, then uh, there'll be a link in the podcast description so you can grab your copy. If you're an early listener and who likes to listen as soon as the podcast lands, then you might be one of the first people to actually click on the link and grab a copy. I'm doing a promo. I've actually ordered 500 copies of the book which uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this will have landed because they are due to land tomorrow. So I'm recording this on Thursday the 4th of May, is it? And they are arriving tomorrow, so I'm told, fingers crossed, by the printers, Friday 5th May. This podcast should go out on Saturday 6th May. So all being well, there might be a link in the description. If there isn't, apologize, but it should be with you very shortly. Uh, you should receive an email, or if you connect with me on social media, I'll be putting a post out on LinkedIn very soon. But the people that we first to hear are those uh, email subscribers of mine. So if you're not already on my email list, jump on. But hopefully, if you're a podcast listener, you probably are. And of course, if you're a pack member, you already know, and you already possibly have your book already. Uh, I got my first copies delivered to me yesterday, a small order, and uh, yeah, it was a very proud moment, I must say. Um, So good to finally have a copy in hand after 15 months of... uh, of hard work, of toil, blood, sweat and tears, literally trying to get it through, push it through to completion. Uh, 70,000 words, a later 263 pages and a gazillion cortados drunk at my local Oaty Goat coffee shop. <laughs> it is finally ready. And if you're coming to Accountex, it will be great to see you there. I'm doing a book signing at 2.15pm on the Wednesday, which is also the day I am speaking at 4pm. So if you are there, come along and I'm giving you some copies out for free. So come along and get your copy signed, either at the lounge for the book signing or or uh, later on during my talk. So anyway, enough about the book. Um, probably not uh, not the first time you're going to or last time you're going to hear about it. Uh, but that's it. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk today about the three phases of your customer's journey and how to deliver a wow experience in each. So this is probably something you've heard me talk about before in terms of how to communicate our value. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, why is this important? Is because our prospects, our clients, make decisions on what they pay us. So basically, the price they pay us and ultimately the price that we can charge is all dependent upon the value that we project. So the value that a client perceives they will get is directly proportionate to the price that they're willing to pay. Because the only calculation going on in your prospect's mind before they buy from you is, is the price I am paying less than the value I am getting. So if we can drive up value in the eyes of our prospects and clients, we can ultimately drive up the price that we charge. But how do we do this? Because value is such a subjective concept. Well, you heard me talk about this before in terms of if you've listened to the value iceberg episode, where I talk about actual value and perceived value. 
So let's talk about, I mean, the actual value is all stuff that we actually do once a client comes on board and how we add value in their lives, how we generate an outcome for them, how we generate a solution, a result for them. But the one thing which often is overlooked by many accountants is perceived value. So if you think of value as an iceberg, the perceived value is the stuff at the top, the stuff above the surface that a client can see and feel. The actual value is below the surface. But they're not going to feel and experience the actual value, the great service that you provide, the quality of service you provide, until they become a client. So the only thing that a client, a prospect, has to go on before they work with you is perceived value, the stuff above the surface. So if you think about it in that way, to say, oh, if that is the case, then it doesn't matter how great I am, because the client hasn't touched that yet, hasn't experienced that yet. The only thing they experience is the stuff that they can touch and feel. So what is that? What does that represent for a client? So this is all the stuff that we often dismiss as woolly and nice to have, but actually this is really important, because if we can drive up that perception of value, what can we do? We drive up the price that we can charge and get clients comfortable with saying yes to the prices that we are, quoting them, and ultimately get paid more for what we do, get paid our worth, because, yeah, uh, let's face it, you're probably too cheap at the moment. So. How do we drive up perceived value? Well, we can do that in the three stages of the customer journey that I'm going to talk about today. The first stage in the customer's journey I call the prospecting phase. The second is the meeting phase. And the third is when they immediately become a client, which is the onboarding phase. So let's talk about the prospecting phase. This is the phase where the prospect is starting to get to know you. So this is everything. What can you do for a to a client uh, or for a client? What stuff can you put out there? What experiences can you give your potential clients in order to drive up the perception of value in you? So here are a few things that you can do before the client has even got in touch to meet with you. What drives up perceived value? Here are a few things to think about. So firstly, how specialized you are drives up the perception of value that a prospect has in working with you. So if you are a specialist, then immediately the perception of working with you, the perception of value that you can offer a prospect or a client is much higher than a generalist. So if you think about a graph where you have on the, I forget the X and Ys, <laughs> but I think the, uh, I'm not, not going to put myself in it, but the bottom axis, if you think of the bottom axis is the projection of value, and then you've got a, uh, the side axis is the perception of value, and then you've got a linear straight line in between. So the direct correlation between the higher you project your value, the higher the perception of value a client has. So if you're a generalist, you're kind of down there at the bottom. Low projection of value, low perception of value. If you're a generalist that generates some content, so you've got some useful stuff out there, you're posting on social media, you're giving value in advance in terms of blog posts and helpful content and uh, ebooks and stuff like that, YouTube videos uh, to help business owners. So that might be offering tips on how to run their business better, offering uh, tax advisory tips on a general basis, then you're slightly higher up than a generalist. So you start off at the bottom in terms of low projection of value and low perception of value as a generalist. You move up slightly uh, if you're a generalist with content, and then you move up even more if you're a specialist. So even a specialist without any content, just the fact that you are a specialist, that you label yourself as an accountant for architects or an accountant for daycare nurseries or an accountant for marketing agencies, immediately the perception of working with you is increased. 
regardless of whether you can deliver more value or not, this is all about perception. Remember, you know, we as as human beings, as prospects, we are making judgments all the time uh, because pricing is a judgment. You know, we're making judgments all the time in terms of how we feel, the value we feel we are going to get by working with someone. So just immediately by making yourself a specialist, automatically you drive up perception of value in you. Then at the top end is a specialist with content. So now you're not only a specialist, but you're a specialist and you're generating valuable content to build trust with your prospects. You've got blog posts answering their most uh, important and burning questions. You are addressing their key problems. You have got uh, content out there which is helping them in some way to solve their big or small problems like videos or blog posts or ebooks or calculators or anything else that is of value to that specialist audience. You're doing webinars, for example, you've got podcasts, whatever that might be, you're generating some kind of content. And as a specialist, that is going to really drive up the perception of value in working with you. So as an example with, you know, Capture Accounting, we started off with just being the specialist, we didn't really have any content. And we started to build that content out in terms of the blog post that we're now putting out. And that is really helping us to drive up that perception of value and prime prospects that come to meet with us with having that higher perception of value, meaning that they're prepared to pay more and that we can convert prospects at much higher prices than if we didn't have that content or we weren't even specialists. So that's kind of the, uh, what you can do in the prospecting. What else can you do in the prospecting phase? So this is everything that you can do before a prospect meets with you. So these are first impressions count. Look and feel matters. So let's uh, move on to something, you know, a bit more physical. This is things like your your office. What does your office look like? What's the experience of booking a call with you? Uh, you know, do you have, um, you, have uh, you know, a Calendly link that someone can book on from your website? Do you use a routing form uh, on your website to generate that good experience? What happens after someone books a call? Do you send them a video showing them where your office is? So it's easy for them to find you when they're coming to you do you have a parking sign outside with a prospects or clients name on it when they come to see you what does your reception area look like do you offer a nice coffee menu with options or would you give them to your coffee out of a you know a, a free mug you got from an accounting conference you know these things matter these uh, nice to have the experience that you give a prospect before you meet with them matters because you're building on the perception of value they have with working for you there's a case study I used in my book of an accountant called Aaron Suchdev, who runs Suchdev's Chartered Accountants. They're based in Coventry, and he bought a building that used to be the home of HSBC and converted it into, uh, uh, you know, kind of really lush, uh, swanky offices, model off reception areas that he saw and experienced in places like Dubai, London, Singapore. So when you walk in, you know, there's a nice aroma, the expensive fragrances in the air, there's a, uh, a live, you know, leafy type wall, there is champagne offered on arrival, all these kind of touch points and experiences matter. Because when you walk into that kind of environment, immediately being primed that this is premium, this is value, this is quality, and therefore for you're priming your prospects to pay a higher price for you. It's the same as what the likes of the luxury uh, car uh, showrooms do with the designer uh, shops do as well in terms of how they meet and greet you, offer you refreshments, how an Apple shop where you can touch stuff, everything's minimalistic, everything looks premium. So when the look and feel is premium, you can charge a premium price because you've driven up the perception of value. 
What else can you do in terms of uh, the prospecting phase? You can, uh, yeah, you know, just having that that process, managing expectations of what's next. You know, after they've booked a call, keeping in touch, sending them the reminders, confirmation, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, moving on quickly to the next phase, which is the meeting phase, in terms of how you run the initial meeting. That matters as well. We don't have time to go deep into how to run that initial meeting. There's probably a podcast episode on it, but if not, and you want me to go deep into how to run that initial meeting to get more prospects to say yes drop me a line on LinkedIn and I'll put it in the pipeline but essentially this is where you position yourself as that problem solver you ask the right questions at the right time and take that prospect on a journey to help them figure out where they are now where what their big uh, challenges and pain points are where they want to get to and position yourself as the solution as the guide in that process to help them from where they are to where they want to get to that is helping to increase the perception of value of working with you rather than trying to sell what you're doing is position yourself as the guide as the solution to your prospects problems in the next phase once they come on board is the onboarding phase now there are lots of experiences and touch points you can offer in this process so I'll just quickly run through uh, what we do because I've got a uh, lunch and learn session for my members in about five minutes time so I've got to shoot I'm afraid uh, so what else in the onboarding phase so immediately when we quote the price in the meeting once that's accepted once the proposal is signed there is no waiting around for the next business day because Think about this, your prospects are busy people, maybe they are looking at your proposal to sign it off in the evening or on a weekend and it might be a couple of days before someone's back in your office to send out the stuff. But with technology these days, you can serve up the next thing in the process to a prospect when they're most likely to act upon it. So if they're sitting at their laptop and they're signing off that proposal, what you want to be doing is to take them to a next page. Say, oh, welcome with a great video to say, oh, great to have you on board. Fantastic. You've made the right choice. Here are next steps. Number one, you know, click on the link below to complete the onboarding form. Number two, drop a line to resisting accountants. Uh, number three, you know, make yourself a cup of tea, relax, and know that everything's been taken care of. So, you know, something like that is very easy. It just takes a simple web page, which your web developer can put together, a welcome page with a video of you and a link to your onboarding form. Again, giving them, pushing the ball back on their court because it does two things. One, it maintains that uh, that va- the, the perception of value in working with you that you are dynamic you are you know with it you're tech savvy you're providing a great experience because they can complete it there and then they don't have to wait for you because when you send your email two three days down the line they may be busy and you might not hear from them for a week so serve it up then and then when they're in the mode and most likely to do it for you and they know that if they don't complete that onboarding form then the it, the progress the process can't uh, progress which is good for you because you don't really want to start working technically until the client has done all the admin procedures onboarding stuff at the beginning payment side all that kind of stuff so make sure you do that to make sure that uh, the value uh, perception of value is maintained so there are the, there are the three areas in which you can uh, increase the perception of value of working with you so we had the three phases we had the prospecting phase we had the meeting phase and then we had the onboarding phase so that was helpful uh, as you know uh, in my pack members I have the full onboarding uh, process that I provide to them including all the pages that I use the onboarding form that we've made in Google they can sent out they my members can get access to that make a copy and start using that straight away if you'd like uh, access to these uh, ready to use copy and paste type resources you know what to do come and join the pack otherwise wishing you a great rest of the day rest of the week and hopefully i'll see you at Countex. if not take care speak to you soon bye for now
I hope you got value from that episode. And if you want to spend more time together, where we go deeper on topics like pricing, marketing, sales, building a team and processes so you can build a firm that is less reliant on you, then come and join the TYP mentoring community. It's my membership program where I deliver practical mentoring sessions from my personal experience of building my practice and share resources that I have created and use in my firm. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste time and money making mistakes like I did. There's an amazing community of 100 plus accountants that you get to meet every week, share challenges, best practices, and use the power of the group to shortcut your learnings. Go to resahuda.com forward slash mentoring to find out more. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.